T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, this song means Tom Hauser's with us, and I'm reminded of this, Tom Hauser, on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. I listened to you when you filled in for Vanita. She was at some sporting event or snowshoeing somewhere, one of the seven Vanitas which are out there because it's not possible one person attends as many events as Benita does. And I heard you on the morning show playing this song. I think that's a copyright infringement of this show. I mean, did you talk to the lawyers for the Chad Hartman show? Did you clear this with me or Dave Harrigan? I, I don't know about that. Sadly, uh, the attorney for your show, uh, visiting hours at the county jail where I usually see him, uh, <laughs> are few and far between, so I was not able to consult with him, and I'm not even sure he still has an active license to practice law Probably in doesn't. Minnesota. So. Probably No. No. We used to have somebody at the fan. God, I wish you'd call it. Loser lawyer. He, he would call him because he kept losing all the time, but then he was very, very smart. So, loser lawyer, if you're out there, or uh, reasonable doubt for reasonable fee guy, my buddy Mark. Uh, who I used to golf with. So listen, you're my friend, you're a guest, but litigation, litigation might be on the way. I'm just going to say that. Litigation. I'm not, I'm not sure which show, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure which show we used it on first. So I would have to, we'd have to go back oh. and check the archives. Oh. Yeah, that was the problem because so I, I was You ju- may was, be consulting was... with the morning show attorneys before too long. Yeah, well, that's a more powerful attorney. I got to be honest. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I can't match those. I know I joked about this with Harrigan, and Harrigan said, well, I think it was Tom's idea for the theme song. So I go, that probably puts us in a worse spot for litigation. He goes, it probably does. <laughs> uh, by the way, before we get into politics, uh, since all we're talking about is physicals and passing physicals, uh, how's your ankle holding up? Could you pass a Channel 5 physical like Carlos Correa passed for the Twins today, or yesterday, actually? I would hope so. I mean, that is one of the strangest stories. I'm a broken down old man who still runs marathons. And I think I could pass the Mets physical or the Giants physical or the Twins physical. The Twins physical, by the way, must be a lot less arduous than the the other two teams. Um, I I don't understand what the concern is. I had never even heard that his ankle was a concern the whole time he was playing for us and playing well. I don't recall it ever being uh, an issue, but I suppose when you start throwing around figures like $300 million, maybe there's a little more scrutiny. 
Thir- 13 years. I mean, I thought Royce nailed it today. It's Carla should have come in on crutches. I mean, that would have been so fantastic if he did. Just or doing the Justin big. Jefferson where he's holding his hamstring as he comes in. Maybe that would be good. Doing, yeah. the, doing what? the gritty holding his hamstring. One more item, and then we'll get to uh, your favorite occupation, marijuana. Uh, I heard our mutual friend uh, Kristen on with you a couple weeks ago. Uh, and i got to be honest, yeah. when you said one of my favorite uh, trainers at Lifetime, and you brought Chris down. If Chris is listening, first of all, you're my favorite. You're not one of my favorites. You're my favorite. I thought, geez, I was very disappointed by that. That was kind of a cheap shot. She knows she's truly my favorite, but you know, I don't want to offend the others that I know there. You know, I'm so I'm, you are now I'm equal opportunity. <laughs> I'm equal opportunity, but she she knows deep in her heart that she's my favorite. Yeah, she should be. Okay, hot. <laughs> And the Democrats and inevitability. So we've got hearings. The Star Tribune's got the uh, eight-point bullet points here. Is this a done deal? Is it going through this process? But since Walls is for it, uh, Governor Emeritus Ventura is for it, and that the Democrats control the House and Senate, is it a done deal, or are there enough Democrats, Tom, who are still a little bit on the fence right now where it might not be, but then could we say there are enough Republicans who may be for it? So, yes, it is basically a done deal. You know, a lot of it is going to come down to what kind of sway public safety officials have, um, the Minnesota Safety Council, the Minnesota Trucking Association, uh, the Police uh, Chiefs Association. Uh, most of these groups have been strongly against this. And we've heard from them from time to time, but I think you're going to hear from them like never before now that this sense of inevitability has kind of set in with the Democratic trifecta. So a lot of it is going to depend on how much of an impact they can make. Uh, you know, the bill in its current form where it can be, you know, you're going to have marijuana delivered to your house, Chad. I mean, did you think in your lifetime you might see that happen? I know I didn't. Uh, I dreamed about it, Tom. I, I mean, I've had a lot of great dreams about that taking place. <laughs> Well, I mean, could I could I get it here by uh, one thirty-five? I mean, that'd be fantastic. So it, it is. It's going to be a really one of the fascinating things to watch. It's one of the many things that is on a relatively fast track. But I think that one, because it is such a major change, that one is going to slow down after the initial hearings, and there will be hearing after hearing in both the House and the Senate before they decide what's going to be in this final bill. I, it will certainly change from what you read about in the Star Tribune this morning. Uh, you know, there's uh, employers, uh, the insurance industry. A lot of people are yeah. concerned that, you know, you can no longer, um, you know, you can show up at work high unless your company has a specific policy against it and is going to test you for it, which is going to be a whole other burden on employers to decide, okay, how are we going to start paying for mm-hmm. these drug tests? Yep. Who, who for sure. pays for it? I mean, th- this marijuana law, it's not just as simple as saying, 
okay, yeah, it's legal and get out there and have some fun. There's a lot of tentacles to this. And so your question is, is it a done deal? Not quite, but it's as close to being a done deal as we've ever been. But remember in the Senate, just that one vote margin. Yeah, right. It, we're going to have to do a lot of counting of, of heads here about uh, which way that might go. Well, and this is a point which has come up endless times on the show as someone who believes it should be legal, but this is my number one concern about how do you test somebody and how does the test work, whereas hypothetically, let me just think of a hypothetical name, Adam Carter. Adam Carter gets high on Saturday, but now he's pulled over for driving today, Wednesday. You don't want to measure if he has any THC in his system from Wednesday, from Saturday, you want it Wednesday, and is it, effect, it, is it affecting his drive, um, you know, how he's driving the time. And from the trip, it points out the legislation, I know you've reported this also, would require Minnesota Public Safety Commissioners to launch an oral fluid roadside test to determine whether drivers impaired for an intoxicating drug. That hasn't been proven yet to be effective, though, is it? I, I've seen nothing no, it, where they know this definitely is going to show if right here and now that you're still high enough where it would impact it, uh, uh, impact your driving. I mean, that sounds good. I wish the two of us could come up with it because if we could, we'd make $10 billion. It's just not out there yet. Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting that they're going to do this uh, simultaneously with – marijuana already being legalized so uh, you know and and since it is something that is still in the stages of development and whether or not uh, any of these things done now none of that is going to be admissible in court uh you know for the time being because this is just a, a pilot project to see if it works if it's worthwhile and and that type of thing so uh it's going to be interesting to see how that works. Again, that's one of the many little tentacles to this marijuana bill. Let's pause here with Tom and talk about, uh, really, the first major bill Democrats were pushing, and similar to what the Democrats pushed nationally after overturning Roe v. Wade, codifying abortion rights in the state of Minnesota. Where are we at with that? And also, rather interesting back and forth, which took place yesterday in St. Paul. Our guy, the best in the business, Tom Hauser, returns with us in just moments on CCO. Speaking of Rena, we normally chat with Rena Wednesdays, 1235. She had something going on, so then we pivoted to another guest. Well, now she might have some flexibility, so we might try to work Rena in. We're trying to track down a good guest on air travel coming to a halt. Just a minor little story. That happened today. Our guy Tom Hauser from Channel 5 is with us. Before we uh, jump into the abortion topic, uh, top of the hour, I needed to nibble. I had, an, uh, I had a couple olives with uh, la-di-da, good-for-me feta cheese in them. What kind of oval, uh, olive guy are you? Do you like olives? you love olives? Where do you stand on olives? I, I generally set the olive aside. If it comes in a cocktail, Whoa. I set it aside. It's on What's a plate, I set it aside. Every now and then, every now and then, you know, I don't mind olives on a pizza. But that's about oh, they're it. great. Not they're... a big olive guy. I jumped into the uh, deep dish pizza situation again because it's just gross. It's disgusting. 
Tell me you agree with me that deep dish pizza should be banned from the planet. It's, it's not my go-to pizza, but I don't mind it as a change of pace every now and then. I prefer no. thin crust no. or you know regular crust. But every now and then, I don't mind like a Detroit-style uh, pizza. Oh, but then you've got to eat Detroit's- it. But then you've got to eat it. Now some people are going to think this is blasphemy. You have to eat it with a knife and a fork. If it gets really that deep. is blasphemy. Okay, stop that. Well, no, stop I don't that. eat. I don't eat a regular pizza with a knife and a fork. But you know, I, I, I'm not going to be like you and have you know uh, stains running all down my shirt after I try that's, to eat a deep dish pizza that's with my, my father. Hand. Okay, I mean, I still have a lot of those stained shirts, but you, you ate you with are me kind enough. Of interchangeable in that regard. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, let's get to the abortion topic, and I want to play this back and forth yesterday in the Senate from a Republican senator, Bill Leesky. You'll hear him first, and then responding will be uh, Senator Alice Mann. She is a Democrat. Go ahead and hit it, Chris. We have born-alive individuals, and we must protect the born-alive. In this case, a partial birth abortion. The child is, in part, born-alive. Therefore, this amendment would merely... uh, remedy any possible language that would counteract that that statement this is a perfect example of why politicians should not be making medical decisions is because we are literally making stuff up and writing laws about it at this exact moment Um, a child does not come out part way alive and then doctors kill it that's not a thing that's not a thing today it's not a thing tomorrow it's not a thing 10 years ago it's not a thing so for us to legislate things that don't exist in real life again perfect example of why politicians should not practice health care and so i would recommend a no vote on this amendment madam chair let's be clear senator mann is also doctors 100 percent correct we can have the conversation about partial birth abortion how rare it is where you stand on that i believe in it in the rare 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 circumstances where a mother's health is in jeopardy but stop with this utter insulting nonsense that doctors are just randomly and the mothers are just randomly hey here's a here's a a, a partially alive i don't know what even that means an alive baby who is uh, uh, the the birthing process is starting and they're killing that. So that's just the nonsense which is out there. But what is not nonsense, Tom, is this debate. And we know how vital it was in national elections. We know how big it was a part of the governor's election. There was, I mean, you, every five seconds you saw another ad from the Walls campaign reminding folks where Scott Jensen was. So where are we at now on track for what the Democrats want of codifying it into law into this state? Well, we talked about bills on the fast track. I do believe the abortion bill is on the fast track and will likely be on the governor's desk by the end of the month. And, you know, Democrats have kind of opened themselves up to these yeah, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't characterize it as an extreme amendment. Let's call it that. I was going to say crazy, and then I thought, no, let's not. Uh, because partial birth, partial birth abortions are so rare as to almost be non-existent. And when, when they do happen, it's, it's in all likelihood because of a grave medical condition 
involving the child. And so, but, but the reason Democrats have kind of opened themselves up to amendments like this is because their current bill is one page and, and essentially has zero regulations on abortion. There are no gestational limits. Uh, you can, you can, in theory, have an abortion up to, you know, 30, 35 weeks, whatever. Um, just because it's not, there is no stated gestational limit in the bill. It just says you have the fundamental right to either give birth or get an abortion. You have the fundamental right to use contraception or to not. And because there are no other provisions in the bill, Republicans are at least trying to, you know, put some limits on this. Because right now in the bill, the way it currently is, there are none. All amendments that were offered along those lines were rejected yesterday. Well, it shouldn't be one page. I mean, come on, on something this important. But I hope they're just not going to go down this nonsense road that the senator was. Um, Do you expect them, as it moves further along from committee to committee, to deal with some of the gestational issues and other important matters in this debate before it inevitably inevitably becomes law you know that that was my initial inclination but it's been through i think two or three hearings so far the house just scheduled another one for tomorrow and so far no amendments have happened but that may end up happening i'd have to look at the list of committees still to go and maybe there are more appropriate committees for that to happen because you know, in many nations, they, Democrats will often, or I shouldn't say just Democrats, but uh, it is primarily Democrats who are pro-abortion rights. You know, they point out that, you know, most uh, industrialized nations, you know, don't have, um, uh, you know, have protections for abortion and that type of thing. But most yep. of those nations, including many nations in Europe, have gestational limits, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, 18 weeks. Something like that, sure. which yep. is not in Agree. which is not in this bill. And when we did polling on this uh, before the last election, it is true. Sixty-two percent, I think, is the number you might have the, those numbers in front of you of, yep. of Minnesotans. You're that, right. Yes, they do favor uh, abortion rights with some limitations. There was uh, far fewer than that who just think there should be no, no limitations what. whatsoever. Yeah. No. The, the, the limitation should absolutely be a part of the conversation, and it also should include the protection of the mother's health, right? And and just have adult, yeah, and the case factual-based conversations. Yeah, yep. absolutely. As, as we said off-air, the extremists too often dominate any issue, and this is just another one of them. Uh, yeah, on as always, sides. on both yeah. sides, you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. Great stuff as always, man. Drive safe, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Okay, Chad. Thanks.